Pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Ruciello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey folks, this is Joe Ruciello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Sermon Sunday on Sword of the Spirit Podcast. (laughs) Folks, I hope you're having a great, great Lord's Day today. I hope you made it to church this morning, and I hope that your preacher was on fire for the Lord today. And I hope that when you left church, you left with a fresh burden for the lost and the dying of this world. And I also hope that when you left church today, you left with a renewed love for the Word of God. Now, folks, if you weren't with us last Thursday night, wow, we had a great, great time studying the the rapture in Revelation chapter 4 really detailed study. And yeah, we went a little bit over. So uh, I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter tonight uh, as we get into our Sermon Sunday broadcast uh, just a little bit. But uh, what we did last Thursday uh, in talking about Revelation chapter 4, we didn't get past the first verse. And, uh, and what we ended up doing was, it was like a launching pad, really, for the rest of our study of Revelation chapter 4. So I hope you can tune in Uh, to the live broadcast on uh, Thursday night, again, when we continue our study. Uh, If not, you can always catch the podcast version uh, a little bit after that. But uh, it was a a great study, and I really think that that, uh, we came away from that with a really good foundation and uh, looking forward to getting into the rest of the study of Revelation 4 next Thursday night. But Today, on today's Sermon Sunday, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be heading into the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to be going into uh, chapter number two, and what we're going to be looking at is the story of four men who got really creative in bringing their sick friend to the Lord Jesus Christ. But before we get into it, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, please visit our website, com. That's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, would you look for our contact section, open up that little web form, 
And why don't you send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, please don't forget to send over your prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting your prayer request, and uh, it's a real privilege for me to be able to take time uh, in my quiet time with the Lord and pray over those things that you, uh, that you send me that you need prayer for. So don't forget to send them over. Now, of course, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, the second thing I want you to do when you get to the website is to look for the Support This Podcast button. And when you find that, would you please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And uh, I know the economy's tight for everybody right now, so if you can't commit yourself to a monthly recurring contribution, uh, perhaps you could uh, consider doing a one-time contribution and uh, you can make that by clicking on the Waygiver button, which is also on the website. It should be right underneath the Support This Podcast button. Or you could also uh, use the Cash App QR code, which is on our website now as well. So, folks, why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, or if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, of course, first and foremost, before we do anything else with the show, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, first of all, for saving me. Uh, I was on the fast track to an eternity in a burning, eternal hell. And the Lord Jesus Christ directed people, the Holy Spirit directed people my way to open up my eyes and my ears to the truth of the gospel. And that, in turn, led me to the man who led me to the Lord Jesus Christ on a pier in Lower Manhattan on uh, Canal Street and West Street. I got on my hands and knees, and I asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save me. And, beloved, he did just that instantly. And uh, I put my full faith, trust, and confidence in that shed blood because it's the blood that saves you. It's not the prayer. It's the blood that saves you. It's the blood applied to your account from the precious, holy, sinless blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, folks, you can do that same thing. You could do the exact same thing. There's really no reason why you can't. The only thing that holds you back is your pride. Your pride because you're holding on to something that, that, uh, that, that you feel is more important to you than spending eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. And honestly, I can't think of anything that would be more important than that. I can't. There's nothing more important in my life than my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So folks... If you don't want to spend an eternity in hell, because that's what the Bible says is going to happen. You're going to close your eyes here, and you're going to wake up in hell if you die without the Lord Jesus Christ. So why don't you do it? Why don't you put your full faith, trust, and confidence in that shed blood? Because, folks, it's not a church membership that saves you. It's not baptism that saves you. It's not doing good works. Good works are good to do, absolutely. But they don't save you. You cannot earn 
any merit or favor with God to get you into heaven. Praying to saints is not going to save you. The only thing that's going to save you is the, is the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, that's you, that's me, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved you so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross for you. And you can settle that sin issue right here, right now. All you need to do is put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ that his blood is sufficient to pay the penalty of your sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So why don't you do it? All you have to do, all you need to do, is just ask the Lord to save you. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I'm on my way to hell. Please don't let me go there. Please save me. Please apply the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to my sin. Cleanse me. Wash me clean. And save me today, and I'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all you need to do. And again, it's not the prayer. It's the act of putting your faith and your trust and your confidence in the blood and believing in the blood that will save you. And that's all there is to it. So I want to say thank you to the Lord for bringing me to that point in my life 23 years ago. I also want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing me this opportunity to sit here with you twice a week to open up the Word of God to, uh, to, to kind of pull all of our ignorance together and, uh, and try to discern something from the Word of God, to try to glean something from the Word of God that we could apply to our everyday life and that we could take out into the world with us and we, could, we can give out the gospel with. That's a tremendous responsibility. It's a tremendous privilege that the Lord has given me, and I am so thankful for it, and I appreciate that. And uh, honestly, folks... Uh, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing something else for the Lord. So, uh, so it, I am so thankful for it, and I appreciate it. Now, folks, I also want to say thank you to, uh, to all of you who uh, support us prayerfully. Thank you so much for your prayers. Uh, I really do covet your prayers. They, they do mean a lot to me. Thank you so much for praying for me, for my family, for, for this ministry that the Lord has given us. Thank you so very much for that. Uh, for your prayers, and uh, they are an encouragement. Uh, they really are. There are plenty of times where I feel like just putting all this away and just saying, you know, let's do something different. But, you know, when I get your prayers and, uh, and, and your little notes letting me know that you're praying for me, and I, I, I got to tell you, that really does lift me up, and it really does uh, encourage me to keep on going. So thank you so very much for that. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. Thank you for your financial support. God bless you for it. Uh, your financial support helps us to keep this thing going. Uh, it helps us to uh, do our outreach. It helps us to support ministries. It helps us to uh, keep the lights on here at the studio. It helps us to keep the platforms going. So thank you so very much for that. And again, I've told you before, folks, I'll keep telling you again, I don't pocket a penny. Everything that comes in goes right back out, and it's all to support this ministry that the Lord has given us. So thank you so very much for your financial support. 
And uh, I also want to say thank you, of course, to every single one of you who listen on a regular basis, who tune in faithfully to everything that we put out there. Thank you for doing that because uh, by, by the play counts, the, um, uh, the downloads, the sharing, you have kept us in the search results for folks that are searching for Bible studies like ours. Uh, and uh, you have kept us on the charts on, uh, on, on our favorite app, Good Pods. Uh, we are still currently number one on four charts. Thank you for that. And that's a real blessing and a privilege. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't care where we would be on the chart. Uh, it doesn't make a difference to me. What makes a difference to me is the fact that we are getting the gospel message out. We are presenting the gospel in a clear, easy-to-understand way. And, uh, and that's, you know, the, the, the benefit of being on the charts like that is because of your faithfulness. And thank you so very, very much for that. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you can always visit the church's Facebook page. Uh, once you get over there, just uh, look for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you find that, uh, you'll find lots of helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And again, I want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to uh, post the show on the church's Facebook page, and also want to say thank you to Pastor John Monk, who's my pastor, who's my friend, and another great source of encouragement for me to keep on keeping on. So thank you so very much, folks, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, but folks, wherever you're listening, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks. Well, I think it's time for some announcements. folks so we are having a incredible study in the book of revelation and uh this past thursday we were in revelation chapter four and like i promised we weren't going to get past verse one and uh we had a lot of ground to cover and we really did cover a lot of material so if you missed the live broadcast i would encourage you to go and listen to the podcast version so uh if you get tuned in on this coming thursday you'll have the same launching pad and foundation that, uh, that we all have in going into the rest of that chapter. So don't forget to tune in Thursday night live on Spreaker, or you can head over to our website, com at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, for our Thursday night Bible study in the book of Revelation. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping, I would love to introduce you to the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The CRN podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week, depending on current events, and uh, 
has several thousand downloads a month and hundreds of thousands of downloads since coming on the air in 2014. No issues are off limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? We got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? We got it. You want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Believe it or not, we've got that too. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. So why don't you check them out at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. The Contra Radio Network is also found on all of your major podcasting networks. And we are very thankful and appreciative of the folks at CRN for allowing us to be part of the CRN family. So head on over to www.crn.best or check them out on all the major podcasting platforms. Folks, don't forget to head over to our website, SoarTheSpiritPodcast.com, and look for the uh, Programming Announcements subscription box, which is on our website. And all that is is a mailing list that we send out if and when we have any programming delays or any changes in our programming schedule. We don't sell your information. We keep that strictly with us, and we're not going to load you down with a bunch of emails that you didn't ask for. So uh, just get on the mailing list. It's the best way to stay in contact with us uh, because, you know, we only broadcast twice a week, Sunday and Thursday. Things happen in between those days, and um, that's the best way for us to uh, get in contact with each other. So com programming announcement subscription box. Get on the list. Get in the know. And uh, we would appreciate that. Also, while you're on our website, don't forget to check out the Sword Swag section of our website. And what's that? Well, if you would like to obtain one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, which I'm holding in my hand right here, and we have to slurp. Mm. Ooh, today's hot beverage is green tea with some honey and some lime. Uh, you can get one of these Sword of the Spirit podcast ceramic coffee mugs for a $25 contribution. Or if you really want to be fashionable, you can get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts for a $35 contribution, and they come in women's and men's cuts. So just head over to com, look for the Sword Swag, click on the info button, let me know what it is that you'd like, your mailing address, and then I will send you the link to where you can make your contribution. So head on over. The stuff's really nice. I use it all the time, and uh, I hope you'd like it. All right. Well, I think that's about time for us to uh, take our first break of the afternoon. Don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. 
Happy listening!
Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, you know, um, while the song was playing, I was singing along to the song because I happen to like it. It's a good song. It gets, kind of gets you moving. Um, it gets you in a good spirit for, uh, for the show. And uh, I had a moment where I thought for a second that I didn't have the mic muted. And uh, you should be really happy that I did have the mic muted because the last thing in the world that you're going to want is to hear me sing. So uh, praise the Lord for that. Be thankful <laughs> that the mic was totally muted. All right. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast, folks. Um, we are going to get into our salvation prayer list, uh, our sick list, and then, of course, our general and um, unspoken prayer requests. Now, uh we had a couple of uh, updates, so we're going to get into those momentarily. Now, first and foremost, we always pray for those that are in need of salvation. Uh, and very simply because, as I've stated many times, uh, it is the single most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. And that's because it has eternal consequences. Uh, if you die without the Lord Jesus Christ, you are going to end up in the worst place imaginable. You're going to end up in a place called hell. And hell is not party central, like so many people like to think or say. Now, I don't know if they say it out of, you know, spiteful ignorance or if they're just saying it because that's what they really think. But I promise you on the authority of Scripture that hell is not party central. Uh, there will be no keg parties in hell. There'll be no uh, dinner parties. There's not going to be anything like that in hell. Hell is a place of eternal torment. Uh, the Bible says uh, an ever-increasing darkness, uh, uh, flames, fire, burning, torments. There are all types of demonic creatures in hell. And I would suggest that if you haven't listened to... Um, to the message that we gave called The Reality of Hell, I would highly suggest that you go do that. You need to listen to that because the information that was there came strictly from your Bible, and uh, it, it's, it's important to hear, it's important to know, and it's my prayer, of course, that maybe it'll scare the hell out of you. And I don't say that to be funny. So, folks, please, it's such an important decision to make. Now, if you are saved uh, and you have folks in your family, your friends, uh, people that you associate with that you know that are not saved, I really do hope that you're praying for them. I hope that you're talking to them. I hope you're giving them the gospel. Uh, and if uh, you could, let me know who they are, and I'll put them on our prayer list, and we'll pray for them as a church family. I have seen the Lord... Uh, answer prayer off of our prayer list uh, so many times since we've started this prayer list. And uh, it's been a real blessing. So if you want to get them on the prayer list, just uh, shoot me an email to info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Uh, if you are logged into Spreaker, you could uh, go into our chat room and you could uh, leave it in there and I'll get it onto our list. Um, just reach out and let us know. Let us know so we can add them onto the list. It'll be a privilege to do so. So for salvation, uh, we are continuing to pray for my mom, Diane, uh, my sister, Laura. We're praying for David. We're praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for, uh, for Jackie, and we're praying for uh, a young man in our church, his mother. Uh, his mom needs to get saved. So uh, 
again, salvation is the most important decision you're going to make, folks. So please don't take this lightly. Don't wait another minute. This is something you have to settle right away. So Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, God, for saving us through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for that tremendous gift. Father, we thank you that you sent your son to die not only for our sins individually, but the sins of the world. Father, we pray for my mom, Diane. We pray for Laura. We pray for David. Lord, David has heard the gospel many times. My sister, my mom have heard the gospel many times. And I pray, Father God, that you would just move in them and that you would, sa- you would see them get saved. Father, we pray for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Lord, I know their family, and I know uh, members of their family that are saved, and Lord, I know that they have heard the gospel. I know they've re- they have been given the gospel. I know they know and they understand what the gospel is, but yet they have not accepted the gift. So, Father, would you please work in those members of the family, and I pray that they would be saved, and I pray, Lord, that you would get the honor and glory. Lord, we pray for Jackie, who needs to get saved, and Lord, we pray for Manuel's mother, who needs to get saved as well. And I pray, Lord, that you would use Manuel in, uh, in, in, a, in a great way to see his family get saved. And Father God, we will thank you for it, and we will bless you for it. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, moving on down our sick list. I'm just going to get a sip of water here, excuse me. I think I put a little too much honey in the tea. <clears throat> kind of gave me a little, uh, I don't know, something in my throat there. It's not working too well. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, we're praying for uh, Doug Turner, uh, who is uh, currently in the hospital. Uh, he's uh, 89 years old, and uh, he has served in the, in the pastoral ministry for many years. And uh, so we're praying for him and for his family. Uh, we're also praying for Pastor Martin. Now, Pastor Martin is also 89 years old. Pastor Martin is a friend to me. He's my pastor's pastor and friend. Um, pastor Martin is really, if you haven't heard me talk about Pastor Martin before, um, Pastor Martin is really just an amazing, uh, an amazing man in his service to the Lord. He has served for over 50 years in the pastoral ministry. Uh, he's retired now. Uh, he has a number of health uh, and uh, health conditions and ailments that uh, we pray for on a daily basis. Uh, but Pastor Martin, still uh, with all the problems that he has with uh, with his heart condition, his blood pressure, his uh, his eczema, um, his poor vision. Pastor Martin still, once a week, goes out street preaching. He still reads his Bible 10 chapters every day, even though it takes him all day because of his vision, and he has to use one of those really high-powered magnifying lenses in order to read. Uh, He still, every day, 10 chapters every day. And that's a shame on us. It really is. I mean, some of us struggle with reading a, a verse, just a verse, every day. And Pastor Martin, with all of his problems and his poor vision, still ten chapters every day, and we're you know God bless him for that. So we want to continue to pray for Pastor Martin for his health concerns, and uh, and and for his blessings. Father, uh, uh, we're also praying for Hezekiah. Uh, Hezekiah is uh, getting a biopsy. Uh, I believe it's this week coming, 
And so we're going to continue to pray for Hezekiah. Mary Perez, we're praying for, for her cancer. Uh, we're praying for my mom, uh, who is uh, currently in the hospital. And uh, got some good news there. She'll be uh, going into some uh, physical therapy and rehabilitation services, uh, hopefully uh, uh, to get her home in a, in a lot quicker pace. And then, um, so we're going to pray for her, praying for her time at physical therapy and rehab. And uh, we're praying for her overall health and all the problems related to her COPD. Uh, we're praying also for, for Laura, my sister, with her uh, back problems. We're praying for uh, Bernice, who is a member of our church, uh, who's been battling cancer for quite some time. And uh, we're praying for her, praying that the Lord would touch her body and bring her comfort and bring her healing, and that uh, the, these new treatments that she's going for would be a, a help and a blessing to her. We're also continuing to pray for Janae, who has a heart condition. Uh, we're praying for Furman, who uh, is is uh, in the hospital uh, dealing with cancer and a number of other health concerns uh, that his son Alex has relayed to us, and we're going to keep and continue to pray for Furman. We're also praying for Sharon Baldino, who is dealing with cancer, Martin Mata, who is uh, dealing with lymphoma, and we're also praying for uh, Daniel, who is... Uh, uh, has been diagnosed with leukemia. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that uh, you are the great physician. And, Father God, we pray for all of those on our sick list. Lord, we just pray that you would meet each need that uh, each individual person on the list has, Lord. We pray that uh, for those with cancer, Father God, you would just touch them and you would bring healing and bring comfort as they go through treatments. Father, for those that are in the hospital, like uh, like my mom, Pastor Martin, uh, Doug Turner, Father, we just lift them up to you, and Furman as well, and we just lift them up to you, and we ask you, Father God, you would just touch each one, and Lord, that you would bring comfort and healing to their bodies and to their minds, and Lord, we just want to thank you that, um, that you have touched each one, and uh, Lord, we just ask you to continue to do that. Father, we pray for, um, uh, uh, for, uh, for Daniel, uh, who's, going, who's dealing with leukemia. We pray, Father God, that you would just touch him as well and bring healing there and uh, bring comfort and that measure of grace that each one on this list needs. Father, we thank you so much for it. We ask you to bless it and uh, bless the list and bless those on it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, going on down the list, we're going to be praying for Jude, my brother-in-law, for his business up in New York City. Now, folks, if you are uh, in New York and you're in need of a contractor, uh, you can always let me know, and I will uh, forward your information on to my brother-in-law. Uh, he does really good work, and I know he'd be interested in talking to you about your needs. So uh, if you, if you uh, are interested in that, you could always let me know, and like I said, I'll let him know. Uh, we're praying for Federico Salinas. Uh, we're praying for Angel uh, uh, for her pregnancy. We're praying for her husband, Alex, and for his work. Uh, Isabella for her walk with the Lord. Jessica for her walk with the Lord. We're praying for uh, Brother Alex Herrera for his walk with the Lord, that the Lord also provide a hedge of protection about him as he goes about his day. Uh, we're, we also were thankful that uh, he was able to, to, uh, to get his job and uh, that he's uh, going to get to start back to work shortly. We're very happy for that, and Lord, we, we appreciate that. Uh, we're also praying that uh, you would give him wisdom as he uh, works with the hospital system up there and He's, uh, you know, trying to do the best to take care of his dad and, and for his family um, while, he's, while he has the time on his hands to do it. So, Lord, we just, we just pray for him. 
we're also praying for Furman, uh, that the, uh, the Lord will just uh, grant him favor in the hospital that he's in. Uh, we're also praying that uh, the Lord will allow him to get into a really, really good nursing home that will be able to meet his needs. And uh, also that the Lord would not let him uh, suffer uh, and that uh, he'd be able to uh, survive uh, up until the rapture, which is a great prayer. We're also praying for the Purcells as they travel around uh, at, at the stock shows and the rodeos, and uh, we pray that they would uh, they'd be returning home safely. So, Heavenly Father, we just want to commit all of those on this uh, general prayer list to you, Lord. We think of Jude, uh, Federico Salinas. Uh, we're praying for Angel uh, for her pregnancy, Alex, her husband, for his job, Isabella, Jessica, and Alex for their walk. Uh, let them draw closer to you, Lord, and as they draw closer to you, we pray that you would draw closer to them. Lord, we pray for Brother Herrera for that hedge of protection and for wisdom as he deals with the medical system up there and, uh, and taking care of his dad. And Lord, we pray for Furman, uh, Alex's dad. We pray for his particular needs in the hospitals. Uh, and uh, Lord, we just pray that uh, you would allow him the ability uh, to, uh, to heal. Lord, that you would just touch him with grace and mercy. And Lord, that you would allow him to make it through to the rapture. And we also lift up the Purcells as they travel, Lord. We just ask you to bless them uh, as they're traveling with the kids. And uh, Lord, we just ask you to bring them back safely to us. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And then rounding up our list, we have all of our unspoken prayer requests. Now, the unspoken prayer requests are, you know, those requests that, uh, you know, maybe you just don't have the right words to express the need. Or perhaps it's something that's, uh, that's extremely personal and uh, that only the Lord needs to know about, uh, which is great and it's fine. The Lord knows and the Lord will answer those prayers. So we want to lift up uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Brother Hector from church, uh, has an unspoken prayer request. Mike Elizalde, Manuel, Larissa, and myself. So our Heavenly Father, we just lift all of these unspoken prayer requests to you, Lord, these unspoken concerns and needs of our heart. Lord, we just pray that you would just touch each one, Lord, that you would answer each prayer on the entire list, Lord, according to uh, your perfect will for us, for our lives, and that you would receive the honor and the glory. And we will thank you for it in Jesus' name, with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. All right, folks, if you, again, have any prayer requests whatsoever, please feel free to email them to us. You can head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, uh, and you can use the web form there and send us over those prayer requests, or you can email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or if you are logged into Spreaker and you have uh, the ability to get into the chat room, you can post your, chat, your uh, prayer request in the chat room, and I'll be sure to add it to our list. All right. Well, we don't have uh, anything uh, down the list here today for uh, birthdays, questions, and our missionary of the month is going to have to wait until next next Sunday. So I apologize for that. All right, folks. So if there's any questions or any other prayer requests in the chat room, there's nothing up there. Okay, great. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a short break, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a bottle of water, and when we come back, we'll be getting into today's message, Tearing Up the Roof, from Mark chapter 2. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. 
We'll be back right after this. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions 
immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen, and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, as you know, uh, when we listen to our little piece on the King James Bible, that means that it's time for us to get into the either the Bible study or the message of the day. Now, uh, let's see. All right, would you take your Bible and would you head over to uh, Mark chapter 2? Mark chapter 2. Now, this is a message I'm going to, I'll be very honest with you, that I, uh, I, I put it together in, in, in haste in the last, uh, the last 24 hours. Uh, this week uh, just has gotten away from me, and uh, it, it was before I realized that it was already uh, Friday, and uh, I realized that I hadn't fully put together an idea uh, for our Sermon Sunday. So uh, this isn't a particularly long message, so I, I'm sure you guys would be happy about that because we went almost two and a half hours last uh, Thursday and two hours the, the, the Sunday before and two hours the Thursday before that. So this one might be a little bit less than that. So uh, I'm sure you'll be happy about it. All right. Uh, Mark chapter 2 and episode 76, and we are underway. How about we pray? Father, would you add your blessings to the reading and understanding and the discernment of your word, I pray. Lord, we need your help. The Holy Spirit is our comforter and our teacher. We want to rely on his ability to communicate truth to us today, and we'll thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, now Mark chapter 2 and verse number 1. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto, the, unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? 
And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it, whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. All right, now keep your finger here and go over to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. We're just going to read a couple of verses and then go right back to our text. All right, John chapter 21. John chapter 21 and verse uh, 24. Verse 24, actually the last two verses. This is the, is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things with, which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Now, John concludes his gospel by telling us that Jesus did so many things that aren't recorded in the Word of God because there were so many that, that, that the books aren't big enough to contain all the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, did you ever stop to think about or stop and wonder why certain stories were retained in the Word and others weren't? Some weren't included. So why did the Holy Spirit choose to collect certain stories? I mean, clearly it's because they have a very significant meaning and they're there for our learning and admonition. So what we have in front of us today is one of those stories. Out of the myriad of possibilities, this, this is one that got selected. So it has to be important. There must be something valuable here for us to learn, as of course there is in all the Word of God. This is what I call more of a pep rally kind of a message today. Okay, So in verse 1, it was noised that Jesus was in the house. Now, what's the activity in the house? Into verse 2. And he preached the word unto them. Now, the thing that ultimately attracts a crowd that's a viable crowd is the preaching of the word. Paul said, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. But preach the word, he said. Now, Jesus is preaching the word. Now, I don't know if they got any of the, any of the bonuses that go along with a traditional church service. You know, our church, the church that I attend, you know, we have music. You know, I like music. Uh, we play music uh, throughout the course of the podcast. You know, God endorses music. God talks about singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Paul repeated that actually twice in two different church to two 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 different churches as he wrote about doing that very thing. But there's no indication here that they had any music. You know what? They may not have even taken any offering. It, it couldn't have been a Baptist church then. But see, all Jesus is doing, at least what's recorded is, is he preached the word unto them. He's not preaching hobby horses, he's not preaching pet peeves, he's just 
preaching the word. Now, I'm still naive enough to believe that if you preach the word, God will honor it and he'll bless it. I believe that. I think our little podcast here has been evidence of that. The primary emphasis is what, though? Preach and teach the word of God. It's the word that's our major hook. Uh, the, The word, amazingly enough, can fill the house. You know, so many times people are trying to convince themselves of why things can't be done today. Uh, why things can't be done anymore. Unless you have, you know, some extravagant, you know, blow the doors out kind of program. You know, you can only attract people if you have this, you know, this fantastic, action-packed kind of program going on. But God says, preach the word. Jesus was preaching the word. So in verse 2, in verse 2, they couldn't get into the house. They couldn't get in through the door. It says, not so much as about the door. Well, why? Because there was such a crowd there. There were so many people around the windows and around the door. They were stacked up like a 10-foot deep cord of wood all the way around the house. And these guys, they, they brought their buddy on this litter. And there was one on each corner. I mean, their buddy was sick. He had the palsy. And, uh, you know, palsy is a disease of the nervous system. And what happens with the palsy, it renders people incapacitated. You know, they're really not able to move very much. And that's what this guy had. So they're desperately trying to get their buddy to Jesus. But they couldn't get through the door. They couldn't get through the door. You know, I've observed over the years that it doesn't take long for Christians to learn the vocabulary. But what does that mean? Well, it, it doesn't take too long to learn the vocabulary. You know... I'd like to do that, brother, but, you know, the door was shut. It didn't stop these guys. You know, I appreciate creative thinking, and they got creative, didn't they? I love creative thinking. But now I've heard a lot of Christians say, well, you know, the door is shut. The the door isn't open. I'm waiting for an open door. Well, the usual translation to that is usually this, you know, one... There may be a legitimate waiting for some direction from God, and I get that. I can understand that. There can be some legitimate waiting for some direction from God. But how many years does it take before you just make up your mind to kick a door down? Then another translation is, you know, I'm in my comfort zone. But to make myself sound more spiritual, I'm waiting for an open door. Or, you know, I'm, I'm too afraid to tear up a roof, so I'll just kind of hang around and see if somebody standing in the door drops dead so I can run in and take his place. So that's kind of the door deal. All of these guys in our text knew. All they knew was that there was a pressing need and they had to get creative. Now, you know, I've done a lot of things in the ministry that I'd probably never do Never do again. And I think I can honestly say, you know, God understood my motives. Uh, you know, my motive was, try to, was to try to get some people under the sound of the gospel. You know, my motive was to try to get some people saved. You know, I've done some things that looking back now, I, I probably, I'm not so sure I'd do again. But some of it I would. Some of it I would. Uh, I remember uh, there were two things, two, two illustrations I'm going to give you. Once was... We had a, um, 
I was going to preach my first ser- sermon series, and uh, it was uh, I was going to preach out of Ephesians chapter six, and we covered the whole armor of God. So it was uh, it was seven Sundays that I preached this series, seven consecutive Sundays. And I was really surprised that our senior pastor allowed me to take seven Sundays from him like that. But, but he allowed it, and it was, it was a blessing. Uh, so each Sunday we, uh, we, uh, we, we discussed, we examined, we analyzed a uh, particular part of the whole armor of God. So the first Sunday was basically just an overview of, of the whole thing, right? Uh, you know, I do that quite a bit. And then the, the second Sunday was the first part of the armor. The second, and then you know, the, you know the, the the breastplate of righteousness, and then down the whole list of the whole armor of God: the helmet of salvation, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, uh, the shield of faith. And then the last Sunday, the last Sunday, we talked about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And uh, so I thought it'd be a great idea, you know, to make it to where we told the folks in church, you know, invite your friends, your family, invite anybody you can to come to church. And when they come to church on, on Sword Sunday, we're going to give them a sword. Now, they all thought we were giving them real swords, like, well, at least toy swords anyway. But no, when they came in the door, they got themselves a King James Bible, the Sword of the Spirit. Amen the sword of the spirit. And I, of course, you know, I had some naysayers saying, well, that's kind of gimmicky, brother. You know, why are you doing that? It's kind of gimmicky. But you know what? We got the gospel out. We gave people Bibles, people that probably never had Bibles before. And they sat there and they listened to the message and they were flipping in their Bible, maybe for the first time ever. But we got the gospel out. We did something creative. Another thing we did was run an operation that we called Operation Jericho. And it wasn't an original idea. It was done, uh, another, another church had done something similar to it. And, you know, so we, we kind of thought it was a good idea for us to try in our area. And we did that. But uh, it was, it was, we called it Operation Jericho. And do you remember what they did in Jericho? God said to march around the city every day. Do you remember that? So for six days, and, on, and then on the seventh day, you march around seven times. And at the end of that, you're going to blow a trumpet. The walls of Jericho fell down flat. Well, what we did is we had our own Operation Jericho. So we got seven of the best gospel tracks that you could find, and we ordered them. Seven different piles of gospel tracks. And we determined, you know, uh, which neighborhoods we were going to go through. And, you know, most of the folks, you know, we went through your own, your, your own neighborhood. And uh, here's what we did. Week number one, we took some tracks from the first stack. We walked around the neighborhood, and we stuck them in the door. Uh, you didn't have to confront anybody. You didn't have to talk to anybody. You didn't even have to introduce yourself to anybody. You just took the track. You just stuck it in the door. Uh, week number two, you took tracks from stack number two. And then the same thing. You go around. You stick it in their door. Uh, then the same thing on week three, week four, and so on. Uh, and on, on week six we wrote a little note. My name is so-and-so. I live at such-and-such address. I'm your neighbor. I'm the one that's been putting these tracks in your door because I care about your soul. Next week, I'm going to come with the last of these tracks. I want you to have it. I'm hoping that I can meet you. I want to introduce myself. And if you have any questions about anything you've read in these tracks, I'll be glad to do my best to answer them. And, uh, you know, you would get the odd, unfavorable response. You would. 
But uh, the majority of the people were receptive to it. But do you know what that is? It's just creative thinking. It's just trying to figure out how to get out there and get the gospel out. These guys in our text were primarily concerned for the health and the well-being of their buddy. And they got creative. Take your Bible and go over to 2 Corinthians with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and let's look at verse number 12. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 12. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit. Well, what's this door that's opening up that Paul's talking about? I had no rest in my spirit because I found not Titus my brother, but taking, taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. All right, so let's investigate this door just a little bit. Go with me over to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 16. Some people say, well, you know, when the door opens. Okay, well, sometimes it swings wide open and you can't miss it, as in this particular occasion. Acts chapter 16 and verse 8. And they, passing by Mycenae, came down to Troas, all right, so now that's the companion passage to what we just read in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now notice, uh, and had a vision, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we, we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. All right, so they're, they're passing through Troas, and Paul's contemplating what the next move is. If they're going to camp out here for a while or, or what they're going to do next. All of a sudden, this vision comes in, and there's a man. Now, historically, we call that the Macedonian call. And this man says, come on over to Macedonia. We need some help over here. So Paul says, well, there it is. There's the signal. There's the open door. We need to go over there and preach the gospel. Now, here's something I want you to notice. There's no invitation to a church, you know, with people or buildings or money. There's no salary, no benefits, no housing. The only thing they got is a man that says, we need help. That's all they got. A man that says, we need help. Paul had a vision. They said, come on over. There's an open door. What we interpret as an open door is not often an open door in the light of God's Word. And you know what we, we've kind of lost here in America? We, we've lost, and we've lost it in the ministry as well. We've lost our spiritual, uh, we, we lost in our spiritual lives as much as we lost it in our entrepreneurial spirit. We've lost the pioneer spirit. You know, where's the spirit of the Cumberland Gap and the Santa Fe Trail and the Oregon Trail? Can, can you imagine our forefathers coming over on the Oregon Trail saying, well, you know, we don't have health insurance. Yeah, yeah, you know, there, there's no buckies on the highway. <laughs> you know, where are we going to eat? You know, uh, where are we going to sleep? Where are we going to stop? You know, no Walmart. God help us, there's no Walmart. You know, what are we going to do? You know, and they had to make their own tools, didn't they? 
All right, let's go back over to Mark chapter 2. Let's go back to Mark chapter 2. And we're going, to take, uh, we're going to take our third break, our last break of the afternoon here. And uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to get into Mark chapter 2 again. I'm going to look a little bit more at this open door. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be back right after this. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, 
To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. Wasn't that beautiful? Be Thou My Vision. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite hymns. Well, that really puts you in the spirit, doesn't it? Well, praise the Lord for that. Folks, welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello. We're talking about tearing up the roof out of Mark chapter 2. We're talking about these four guys who uh, were being so incredibly creative and trying to get their buddy, their friend, sick of the palsy, to the Lord Jesus Christ to be healed. Now we're back over here in Mark chapter 2, and um, we're going to be looking at this right here. Let's see. 
Okay, Mark chapter 2. Now, you were saying before that, you know, what we say is an open door isn't necessarily what God says is an open door. You know, to God, an open door is go that way. Go that way. Get creative. Think about it. Now, that not only applies to preachers and churches and missionaries, but that really applies to all of us as individuals. Get creative in your thinking. Look with me over in verse 5. Verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, this is probably one of the most astounding things in Scripture when you stop to really think about it. This guy got his sins forgiven not because of his faith, but because of the faith of his four buddies. Now, man, that would just blow away the charismatic doctrine right out the window, wouldn't it? Their faith, right there, their faith. Now, Jesus, of course, is responding in a way that nobody expected him to. And, you know, he, of course, he knew that they wouldn't. Jesus didn't reward the faith of the sick man, but of the ones that tore up the roof. They said, you know, we can't get him in the house, but we can get him up on the roof, and then we can tear a hole in the roof, and we can let him down in front of Jesus. What a thing, man, right? Think about that. That's what I call creative thinking. I don't know what the insurance agent probably thought about it, but, you know, they said that, we're going to get this thing done one way or another. Now, here's the deal. Jesus exceeded their expectations. You know, they hoped for just a temporary need to be met, and do you know what they got instead? They didn't just get a temporary need met, but they also got an eternal one fixed. Thy sins be forgiven thee. You know, Jesus can exceed your expectations, because they were willing to tear, the, tear down the roof and get creative in their thinking. But that's not all. Let's go to verse 6. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Now, the adversaries are always around, folks. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you perceive the door to be open or closed either. It doesn't matter. The adversaries are always around. But now wait a second, though. Let's go back to Acts chapter 16 for a moment. Acts chapter 16. Now, do you remember this great open door, the Macedonian call? Paul has a vision, remember? There's a man from Macedonia saying, come on over here. We need some help. So what do they do? They pack up and off they go. That's what I would call an open door. That, that's, that's as good as God writing in big red letters across the horizon. I think that's pretty good. So what do they do? They, they pack up and they troop right on over to Macedonia. And, and they go, verse 12, And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief, chief city of that part of Macedonia and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. So they're doing some preaching, and some people are getting saved and baptized in the next couple of verses, including a woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, which is another story in and of itself. Uh, Then down in verse 16, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, 
a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. So here we got some woman strolling down the street with her crystal ball, her tea leaves, and her tarot cards, and she's engaged in her soothsaying, and she's making it a pretty good living for her handlers. But the, the key to the thing is she's possessed with an evil spirit. That's what gives her the ability to do what it is that she's doing. Verse 17, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Now, what's wrong with that? She's telling the truth, absolute truth. So what's wrong with that? In verse 18, and this she did many days. But Paul, being grieved, now why would Paul be grieved over that? She's telling the truth. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. You see, Paul's reasoning is this. I don't need the affirmation or the confirmation of an evil spirit. This woman had been known to be trafficking in evil spirits and doing things that are denounced in the Word of God. Paul said, I don't need that kind of um, credibility thrown in my direction and from that kind of a source. So he, he cast out the evil spirit. All right? Verse 19, And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, so no evil spirit anymore, She's no good with her crystal ball, tarot cards, and tea leaves. That all kind of went out the window. You know, the evil spirit's gone. They caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, man, if, that, if, if that's what an open door is, you know, you just as soon keep it closed, right? I mean, what kind of an open door is this? Come on over and help us. Yeah, you, you get beaten and thrown in jail and your feet in the stocks, you know? What a deal, man. We don't always interpret open doors the same way that God does. So what's the deal? And if you finish the dialogue down or, or, or the narrative down the rest of the chapter, uh, you know, well, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. So there they are. They've been beaten, feet in the stocks, and they're singing and praying. These guys are lunatics. <laughs> you know, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, there's an earthquake by the hand of God, and it shakes this prison to, 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 to the point that everyone, I mean, the bars are falling down, the stocks are shaking loose, all the prisoners are now in a position ready to escape. And the jailer, and you can read it for yourself, but the jailer is ready to kill himself, you know, thrust, a thr thrust his sword right through himself. Because, because uh, you know, they were put in his charge. And under Roman law, he could be put to death if any of his prisoners escape. 
So he decides he's just going to avoid the headman's axe and, and commit suicide right there. And then Paul says, do thyself no harm. We're all here. And then the guy says those famous words, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And then the guy and his household get saved and baptized. Now let me show you something. Without the beating, without the jail, without the suffering, no Philippian jailer getting saved. Yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I mean, no wonder Paul said those words. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know, I'm glad that my commission is easy. It really is. You know, my, my commission is simply to preach forgiveness. Do you know what Jesus said to the guy? Thy sins be forgiven thee. That's basically our commission. Preach forgiveness. Creative thinking. Do what it takes, folks. Whatever it is. Creative thinking. You know, someone new moves into your neighborhood. Maybe bring them a plate of cookies. You know, uh, maybe invite them to a cookout. You know, there's a lot of development going on where I live. The city has invested millions of dollars in a new state-of-the-art sports complex. And it's a beautiful place. And it has a lot of growth potential. And the hope is to make Eagle Pass a location for, you know, sports tourism. Sports is very big over here. So uh, not far from the complex, a, uh, a major hotel has purchased land with the intention to build and to attract more folks for sporting events and such, you know, and it could, it could, will it? I don't know. I'm not a prophet and I'm not a son of a prophet, but if it does, if it does, there could be a whole tsunami of people coming into this area. And that opens the door to an incredible witnessing opportunity. There'll be people that you may only have that one opportunity to reach with the gospel. So we're going to exercise some creative thinking. We're going to exercise it uh, as the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I'm, my, I have every intention to be out there as often as possible, possible with gospel tracks in hand, talking to folks. And I don't know where they're going to come from, but we're going to get creative because what else are we here for? You know, tragically... You know, most people today look at their church like it's a club. You know, that's all it is to them. You know, the club members gather once or twice a week and fellowship a little. They have a couple of laughs and they go home. You know, folks, this isn't a club. Church isn't a club. You know, we need people who are serious about the gospel. You know, what we need is we need, number one, evangelism. We need to lead as many people as we can, expose as many people as we can to the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, we need to get them into the Word of God so that they can grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then number three, we, have, we do everything we can do for world missions. Keep it simple. That's what we're trying to do here with this podcast and that's what a church is, and that's what a church should be doing. You know, I really appreciate these four guys that said, we're going to be creative. 
We're going to figure this thing out. We're not going to take no for an answer. And we're going to get our buddy to Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the day. We want to thank you, Lord, for the message you've given us. Lord, help us to be creative. Help us to figure these things out. Help us to find ways to get the gospel out, to see people get saved, to see people get into a local church, a local Bible-believing church, that they would grow in the love and the admonition and the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they would focus on those things of leading others to Christ. Father, we thank you so much for the day. We thank you for the time that we've spent together. And Lord, we ask you again just to please bless the reading, the preaching, and the teaching of your holy word. And we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, folks. Well, uh, I think promise delivered. We finished earlier than two hours. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I really do appreciate your time. Folks, don't forget to head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Make sure that you uh, send us over a message through our contact form. Or you can email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Don't forget to look for that support this podcast button. And if you can, help us out with a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution. But until we see each other again on Thursday evening, win the loss no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.